Hello and welcome to another episode of Trash or Treasure, the podcast where Kim and Amy bring you spoiler-free, chirpy, recaps, reviews and recommendations for whatever we have read this week. Amy, what'd we read? We read The Ink Black Heart by Robert Galbraith, which is the sixth, yes, it's the sixth novel in the Cormoran Strike series. Oh, it's true. That's a true thing about that. Shall I do the spoiler-free recap? Yes. <laughs> yes. This was longer than the previous one, and that one clocked in at over a thousand pages. So yeah. there's no way I can summarize no. this in mm-hmm. an effective way. Uh-huh. Go. Right. So sixth novel, Kummer and Strike. I'm going to assume that you know it's set in London, that Kummer and Strike is an ex-CID. No, no, not CID, ex-military police. Oh, sorry. Ex-military police. Afghanistan veteran. And lost a leg in a IED. Yeah. And he runs a now, by book six, quite successful and lucrative private investigations firm in London. They've had a lot of high-profile cases over the last six books, so they're pretty solid now. And he runs that in partnership. They're proper partners, I think, in maybe book four or five with Robin Ellicott. With the, the troubled blood, the previous books are proper partners. Yeah, where yeah. he's like, let's be proper partners. And they actually and drew up legal documents. So at the start of this, this continues on pretty close to the end of the previous book, I want to say. Yeah, actually, it picks up immediately after the end of the previous book. Comoran Strike and Robin Ellicott are out for her birthday at the Ritz and essentially just get really drunk and <laughs> <laughs> have a lovely time together. It's kind of... In terms of, I guess, there are two parts to this. One is, like, their personal lives and the relationshipy part, and then the other part of all the books is always the, the mystery. mystery part. Yeah. So the for the relationshipy part, we're up to kind of them. They're both single, so now's kind of a moment where it's like, do we or don't we or maybe we should? And an overture is made because, I, again, I'm not going to spoil even no, that part of it. An overture is made that doesn't quite work out and everyone, because they're so tentative of each other, it's like a, oh, no, oh, God, no, it's fine, it's fine. And so there's this big pullback, which is fine. I would say that probably the romancy, if we can call it that, part of it is not super central in this book. It's not in my memory super central. No. It wasn't my big takeaway. So that's kind of them. Robin is trying to move out from her share flat place because the person she's living with has a partner and she wants to give them some space. So one of the things she's doing is she's trying to buy a flat and move out on her own. And Kumaran is having some very vague, very un kind of like just continuing on from previous books, things going on with his family. And the kind of personal life side of things for Kumaran is that Charlotte is kind of rearing her ugly head again because her and Jago are being are getting divorced. So again, all of this is stuff you will have to understand from previous books. I'm not going back to explain all of it again to you. So that's their personal lives. The main part of this one I think is actually the mystery. I think it's much more kind of front and centre in this. It's their Um, professional relationship and the mystery that that involves. So the main kind of – as is always the case, there's always – particularly in the later books, after kind of book three, definitely, there's always kind of multiple mysteries going on because that's how you run a business as a – private investigator. so And make novels really, really, really long as an author. Make novels super, duper long. So the kind of main 
two they've got going. The the crux is that the business is incredibly, incredibly busy and overworked at the moment. Yeah. And a woman comes to see Robin and weirdly particularly wants to see her not strike and says that she is afraid that someone's going to kill her, that she's un- that she's um, being harassed online by someone called Anami, who is obviously a not their real name, and they are kind of targeting her online and she's worried that it's going to escalate. Like really ugly. Really ugly, horrible targeting online. And Robin's like, sorry, we don't have we don't have time, we don't have space in our workload. There's we no way. We don't have anyone to investigate we don't this. Have, we don't have enough people to investigate this, so we can add you to our wait list, but that's the best I can do. And the girl leaves. Robin feels really sad about it because there was just something about her that kind of struck a chord with her. She really wanted to help. And then later the girl is murdered. And it's kind of then all this backstory gets revealed that she was one of the co-authors and illustrators of a cartoon that started on YouTube as just this fun thing that two kind of art students were doing, these boyfriend and girlfriend art students were doing, that then turned into this massive, like, cult-following Netflix, picked it up, they blah, blah, blah. They made it big blah. time. Made it big time. Really obsessive fans. Yeah, and it's called The Ink Black the Heart. The Ink Black Heart, and it's this random it's weird... the title of the book. Yeah, and it's this weird animation where there's this, like, human heart who is animate and alive and lives in a cemetery and has all these other creatures around and blah, blah, blah. So it's mostly the book is mostly about the fandom that surrounds the fanatic fandom that surrounds the Ink Black Heart cartoon and kind of the the world the culture and world around it and the other kind of element of it is there's a game a video game that's more maybe a little bit of adventure game but it's mostly just a chat room like a place where you can go and be an avatar and chat to other people and that game was developed by Anime and more not Moorcroft? Moorcroft? No. Oh, God. Oh, I actually can't remember. Alias. Alias. Another Worm, alias. Worm? No. Morehouse? No. Morehouse? Morehouse. That's Morehouse. it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, we don't by... know who anyone actually is. IRL? Yeah, exactly. So it's Morehouse and Anime created this game together. And it's the game's been running for like five years or more. And... Um, basically, Anime has kind of been the spearheader of kind of running the fandom and the fandom. So the two people who started it was Edie and her boyfriend, whose name I also can't remember, who was also attacked in the cemetery. So basically, they met up in a cemetery. They're no longer together. They've broken up. They met up in the cemetery to talk about something and Edie was attacked and killed and he was also attacked and really, really badly injured. And the fandom kind of has exploded and been like, oh, because she'd been massively bullied online and blah, 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 blah. So the kind of – that starts being investigated pretty seriously by – the police because there are links in the fandom and there are links to them. So the murders of um, Edie and her ex-boyfriend, the kind of co-creators of the Ink Black Heart, gets linked to a terrorist organization known as the Harvening, which is like kind of all based on Norse mythology and like very loosely, as in like appropriated that kind of, I to guess, justify ideas, a to sort justify of like a white actions. supremacist. Yes, exactly. You know, so they're like anti-women. Yucky. They're 
anti-art. They're kind of anti-everything. So the police think that this attack, because some other artists have been killed in Europe, they think this attack is a harvening attack. So they start investigating it in terms of a terrorist attack. And the Ledwell family and the and Edie's agent ends up engaging the strike organization to investigate and to find out who Anime is. That's what they want to do is unmask Anime because they're trying to get the Ink Black Heart has a movie deal that they're trying to get off its feet and get that happening. But Anime, they're afraid that basically anything that they try and do with the franchise will be ruined by Anime online because he is the kind of the pivot point, everything in the fandom kind of circles around him. So they want to reveal who Anime enemy is and then therefore like essentially by unmasking them you'll make them powerless that's the plan and And, that's to be then strike and robin go into so basically they have to yeah so they have to investigate the game undercover undercover they have to investigate the game they have to go through like so it's a lot of internet trawling and things like that to kind of investigate the whole thing and that's important and so that's kind of it like honestly, anything else is that's just a very tell comprehensive. You blow by blow. It's quite complex. It's like really the, complex. Yeah, it's the not really the previous complex. one that we described as like a cold case. Yeah, that's right. Whereas this is like all these intertwined complex, <laughs> yeah, concepts. So that's it, and other things happen, and there are other there are other side mysteries going on the agency through the agency yeah, but the main one happening. yeah but the main one that's going on is the ink black heart mm-hmm. investigation hence the title hence the title amy tell me what did you think of the ink black heart by robert galbraith i even though it was like really long i read it the day it came out I didn't sleep a lot. I made the mistake of starting it and then thinking I could put it down, and I'm really, really, really bad at that. Yes. So I found it, as they always are, a really, like, puzzling out the mystery was really – I never would be able to puzzle out the mystery. She paces that that really well. That was really, really engaging. I'll admit I was a bit disappointed with the – relational stuff it felt a bit circular like we've already Same. been here yeah i and agree i wanted them to move forward or move into more interesting territory Same. and they didn't do that clearly it's because there are going to be like another 15 books or something yeah um, but i've always feel like that's so short-sighted like it's as though saying yeah, things you and i have stop. decided to date Therefore, life is over. This is no longer interesting. People who feel that way haven't been in long-term enough relationships. Like, stuff doesn't stop being interesting because you are Uh, now now in a relationship. So I I was, yeah, I I was disappointed by that because I was really engaged and happy. And that doesn't, the writing on the wall, the writing on the wall doesn't seem to indicate that that's going to change anytime soon. No, it feels like it's probably going to be a couple books before Mm. they're going to, like, move forward with where they're at. But we're going now. We're back. We've regressed yes. to some earlier yeah, novels. Yeah, I agree. We that just was a don't regression. have, you know, Robin isn't with Matthew, the grumpy accountant yeah. anymore. That's really the only change. So that was and that it was, was a disappointing. Bit, it's a bit difficult too because the books are set over such a incredibly long They're period basically of time. Set They're about over a, year. a year. So I just feel like it was a very long time to not talk about anything. Just yeah. very strange. Mm. Which meant that I was. Really happy to get back into the mystery. Yeah. <laughs> because I wasn't having a massively great time yeah. with 
how they were interacting with each other. It actually reminded me of do you remember when we stopped watching Bones because yes. she she did this massive like regression in their yes. relationship and their characters? It felt a bit like that. So I was disappointed in that space, but the mystery was really good. But it was really really complicated. I've spent a lot of time because the cast is doubled. The this cast is the problem. Was massive so, because so everyone had a everyone alias. had an alias. So you yeah. follow. So you spent more time. Like, I read it so quick, so no wonder I was a bit you confused. You were like, who's more craft? Yeah. But you spent more time. Were you still confused? This might actually morph into a double, like a, a I would be happy to do that. That's review. so fine. I suppose part of the fun for me was working out who people were in the game. So one of the things in the game where everyone, yeah, the fandom really is all confusing. online, everyone would open all these chats and stuff. But in the game, you weren't allowed to tell everyone, anyone who you were in real life. You had to use an alias. And the number one rule in the game was you weren't allowed to share any personal information. You weren't allowed to tell people who you were. There's no IRL. You couldn't give any clues. No. But, but so that thing though, in the game required for me to work that out meant I needed to go flip back and forth and try and follow the chat. And that was really difficult to do. So the do formatting, this book was not e-book. formatted for an ebook. You need to I, read it hard copy. Yep. I struggled massively with font size as well because you could have multiple chat channels open simultaneously and it became important what was being said in different channels at what time. So if this was being said you over to here. You like align horizontally. You, you had to have it aligned and it did yeah. that. It had it aligned itself horizontally. But it, once you had three chats open on an e-reader, the, the font size was so small that for some of them, like I struggled to be able to even read the font size. It was tiny. Yeah, this was one where, like, usually it's not a problem, but this was one where the mode of consumption massively problematic was really problematic. Because and can I say, it I needed also to be tried... printed on landscape format in like A seven, yeah, like AO paper. Sorry, like yeah. massive paper. And I tried the as audiobook. I always do the audiobook because I'm very committed to. I think, it's, I think his name is Robert something as Glenister. well, actually, who reads the books, and I absolutely adore his... He was in season one of Cranford. Oh, there you go. Mm. I absolutely adore his strike, like his reading of the Comer and Strike novels. And I got two-thirds of, like, not even, I probably got to the first chat bit, which is in the first sort of... Yeah, reenact it, because I didn't read it, but you were trying uh, to... It was so, it was like, Anime, what are you doing here? Morehouse. I thought I'd come and talk to you. Anime. I wanted to see you yesterday. Anime opens separate chat room. Anime opens another chat with Paperwhite. Paperwhite, what's up? Anime, are you talking to Morehouse on the other channel? No. Back on the other channel. And Morehouse. Open a third chat. Yeah, so it's so. You absolutely cannot. Not only could I not, even when it was only two people, so it does grow in complexity over. So she kind of does try to scaffold you into into it. it. But even with that, the chat rooms went for such a long time that listening to them on the audiobook was absolutely dull and annoying and boring. So I actually had to abandon the audiobook. I did manage to get a bit of a rhythm going because as the book progressed, because it was so long, as the book progressed, there were like chapters that were in the chat room and then chapters that weren't. And then there'd be a chapter in the chat room and then a couple of chapters not. So when a chat room chapter started, you were like, I could book, pick go up and book. read it with the book yeah. and then come back to it when I was able to just listen. Because again, 
difficult, I really though, love his the inter-switching is hard to... I would say, for me, the, the online nature of it and chat-roomy nature of it really kind of detracted pretty massively for me from this book. It, okay. It affected my ability to enjoy this book and the mystery and being engrossed in the mystery quite it as much. It affected my capacity to understand who was who and what was going on. Those two things combined for me, that the relationshipy stuff was kind of like circling mm. ground we'd already been on, and then the mystery being so kind of complicated that I and and needless not and not complicated in a way where I'm like, oh that's it. Oh I that's not the way I expected it to be. Oh I'm understanding this more and more, but complicated in a needlessly complicated way. Where I was and it wasn't needless. I understand that it was My can I tell you what my insight was? Yes, and you've you've mentioned this to me and I think it's very valid. Go. It felt like it's written seeing it on the TV screen. So we know that Strike is adapted into a TV series. And the way that all those chat rooms and all of the – because this was very, very visual in how you were asked to engage with it as a reader. So it felt like she actually wrote it for for the the screenplay rather than to be read as a book. I so agree. like in Sherlock where all the text pop up on the yes, screen. I agree. That's how it felt like it was being written. And and it just makes it hard for you to, to do as a non TV viewer, but as a reader. Yes. Or a listener, it was challenging. To and it access. might work better as a physical book that's been you know, where it's where it it's would. been edited and, and published deliberate. Set. Yeah. Whereas it just absolutely did not work as a e reader. For me, it didn't work on my e-reader. No e-reader is big enough. No, to make size, it work. Yeah, I, I had um, a similar experience. But the other thing, so you said the relationship circularity and the sort of experience of it. But did you find, because this was another component of it, I found this way too plausible and extremely disturbing in terms of the online dynamics and, and what oh, yeah. they were having I to Oh, yeah, I felt like it was it. almost satirical in terms of like if this if this finished with based on a true story, I'd be like, I would not be. Surprised. I believe you. Yeah, it felt very real, um, very IRL, and I was real creeped out. So I didn't sleep well after aww. I finished it. It was very exciting and thrilling. It slightly I, confusing. I found it. I found the third act really engaging and really yes. exciting. Third but I will say, really I will say, I the problem that I have. So I guess this is my issue. I finished this and reread the other books, and I also watched the series. So it's not like I was like, oh, I'm out on you, Cameron Strike, but this made me nostalgic for the earlier books in the series. Yeah. Yep. Does that yeah. make sense? It does I was, make sense. So yeah. I they felt like they were moving great. forwards, and now we've gone slightly back. So I can yeah. imagine, you know, even if there are 10 more books to come, this will be, I'll be like, eh, it's all right. But it's not. You read it once and you don't read it again. That's exactly right. Yeah, you read I don't it to think know. I'm coming back to the Ink Black Heart. I mean, no, some bits of it I, I really enjoyed. I won't come back to um, it. But I won't reread this one again. And even, and I reread A Career read. of Evil, and that's proper scary. And I reread that one, but I just, this one was such a, it was hard to access and, and it just kind of makes me, and I guess it's part of what you're saying too, that it felt really realistic, but it's just the parts of my world that I choose not to engage with. Like it's the Twitter and the, 
And it's that online, online community fandom that I'm always like, this goes toxic so quick that I have never been much of a joiner as far as that stuff is concerned. And so it's sort of maybe be like, yeah, I know this world is horrible. This is why I don't engage with it. But I had to engage with it for a whole book. So yeah. I was like, eh, it's not really my cup of tea. So I, I, it's tricky when you say recommend because I would not I recommend, recommend the series, but I, don't I would recommend not recommend book. this book. Yeah, so it's hard. You, it was hard to read. If, but if you were a person who has read the whole series up to this point, I would just be like, go into it. it with, go into it with, you know. It's not the best. It's not the best. It's not the best one in the series, which is disappointing, and I will hope for better next time. But I will still read the next Kummer and Strike novel that comes out, and I will still watch the new season when it drops and all of that kind of stuff because I still really enjoy the series. But this this was not a treasure one for me. This one is trash because I won't read it again. Yep. Yep. We're That's aligned. Where I'm at. I agree. So, thank you so much once again for spending some of your time with us. Join us again next week. We will bring you more spoiler free recaps, reviews, and recommendations for whatever we read. And until then, happy reading! And just a quick reminder here at the end of the podcast that we would love to hear from you. We want your recommendations. The good, the bad, the interesting, doesn't matter. Please reach out. Send us an email at trashortreasurepodcast at outlook.com. Or we are also available at the world's most awkward Twitter handle, which Amy has to tell you about. Listen to our Twitter handle. It's the greatest. It's at or underscore treasure. Doesn't that just roll off the tongue? (laughs) And with those encouraging words, tweet or email us. We love to hear from you. Happy reading. Cheers.